0: You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, this is day four of Mountain Bike Radio's Pisgah Stage Race um, update recaps. Um, As you can tell by my great articulation and understanding of what I'm trying to say, I just finished day four of a stage race not too long ago and had An enormous amount of barbecue, so uh, as you can imagine, I am a little lethargic at this point. Food Um, coma. I am in a food coma. So today's stage that Blue Ridge Adventures had in store for us was uh, the queen stage of the race, and for those of you that aren't familiar with that, that means the fucking hard one. Um, It was a grand total of 34 miles with 5,200 feet of climbing, and it was a mother of a stage today uh, longest stage by over an hour, right? No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You were a little over four hours, weren't you?
0: I was like four and a half hours on the stage today. So four and a half hours ago, 34 miles, just mull that one over for a minute. Um, it was really hard and I kind of set out with a plan today that I was going to, um, uh, Andre and I talked last night and. She says you should probably burn up your book of matches today, but realize that your your book of matches is not only smaller, but your matches don't really burn as well either, so just be careful. And I feel like I did a really good job of kind of penning it start to finish. I made the lead selection on the road this morning. And which really wasn't. It's was,
1: it was like half a mile before you got on the forest road or
0: something. And it was all downhill, which you're like, okay, cool. What does that get you? Well, what that did is it let me get into the single or into the gravel before the group of people that I was really racing with this week, which meant that I could go a little easier up the gravel climb, and they catch me, and then I could lo- like go into the single track, kind of in place or ahead of where I had been by not going as hard up the gravel even. So it was was really good. Um,
1: Because that first section of single track uh, is one that you guys have done, and the first half mile or so is up a pretty hard climb, but it's all very cleanable if you can ride a couple of little slick rocks and a switchback and some steep stuff. However, I'm sure that some of the people that were around you probably would have maybe put a foot down. And then when you get that foot down, then the whole conga line starts. And that's good that you weren't in the conga line.
0: No, I was in a conga line today. Oh, well. But I was in a different conga line than usual.
1: Faster conga line.
0: Yeah. And let's see. How did it play out over the day? There's a guy that we've been back and forth. And I got past him. And he said he was just going to ride my wheel, and I was like, okay. And I proceeded to um, put in a, a little bitty micro-attack, going into some technical stuff, which he's not the best at, and didn't let up at all. And I didn't let up all day. And,
1: and, and Jerry on the fat bike apparently was late to the start, and he was your next closest competition.
0: Correct. he was top 10. <laughs> He was two and a half minutes back, and I'm assuming that late to the start just means sorry, bro. I mean, it
1: does, like, his time, like, it's his time started with everyone else's, I think.
0: I mean, it really has to, because it, yeah. I mean, it does, it's, if not.
1: Otherwise, right? you could sit around and wait all afternoon and, like, wait till the trail dries up a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, if he started five minutes after me, and then put two and a half minutes into me, that's not really fair, because I didn't see him all day, I mean, obviously he wasn't at the start, but. I didn't notice that. What I noticed is I looked and there was like 15 people went into the gravel ahead of me and none of them were fat bikes.
1: I don't think he was going that fast in his riding because I thought I was with the back group of guys and he caught up with me and passed me at one point when I stopped to talk to someone and then I periodically was catching up to him and I was... Not having the best of time, because uh, if you have never been to Pisco before, uh, it's like a rainforest sometimes, and it has slick off-camber roots in large beds, and they will kick your ass all over the place.
0: Yeah, so, to keep this kind of short, because uh, the stage was longer today, so I haven't had a nap yet, and I need one. <laughs> um erect twice today. Um, both were on Squirrel Gap where it's like, not even single track, it's like three quarter track or half track and there's some off-camber slipperiness and it was, it was probably 95% humidity this morning. Um, later, uh, going up Laurel Mountain, it was so foggy, like I went to take my glasses off because I thought my glasses were fogging up and they were already off. (laughs) Like, I thought that the fog was on my glasses but the fog was in the air, um. Let's see, I probably hike a bike, out of the 34 miles a day, I hike a bike five of it.
1: On Laurel Mountain?
0: On Laurel Mountain was a lot of hiking.
1: Well, and then you had to hike a bike up to Black Mountain also, like early in the race.
0: Exactly, I mean, so cumulatively, I probably hiked five miles a day. Yeah. And it, my legs hurt. I mean, that's probably an exaggeration, but it was it was rough. There was a lot of on and off the bike. And there was a lot of stuff that if you, I think, I were out here for just a ride, would be totally rideable. But you, also, if you were here for a ride and it was wet, you wouldn't go to Squirrel, or you wouldn't go try to ride up Laurel. Uh, Jacob from my Nine told me that he can ride nearly every single thing up to Laurel, but today he didn't really ride any of it because, or not much of it, because of the. Uh,
1: he uh, was tired, and it was wet.
0: Yeah. So for me. I don't think I'm not saying I could clean it all collectively. Maybe individually or like incrementally, I could probably ride most of that if it were dry and I were a little, a little fresher. Uh, to give you an idea, though, um, I was definitely way over geared today. Um, On that 30. 30 in the front, thirty six in the rear, just was not, not enough. Yeah, and the problem really came to be that I couldn't. I don't have, I didn't have 500 watts to throw down when I needed to, like, power over something. So, my full suspension was, like, making bumps into two bumps. Like, I was hitting stuff slow enough that I was still, like, going on top of it and then falling off of it. I wasn't going fast enough to, like, break the platform and, like, open the suspension when I was even, like, climbing stuff. You know what I mean? Like, when you, it it just really wore on me today. Yeah. And, like I said, I did a ton of hike a bike and there was a lot of stuff that it wouldn't have been a hike a bike for me normally, but you're going up something that's pretty steep. And like, I was really just parked to my easiest gear for most of that 10 miles that went up. It, there was like three or three or so miles of, of double track to climb followed by like seven miles of single track to climb. And I was really like in the little gear most of the time, like just the easiest thing I had. And there was places that if it weren't wet, it would have been rideable. But there was something like a rock, an exposed rock, was the size of the single track. And normally you would like lay into it, like really put the power down and like power over it. But the rock or the tree or whatever would be like at an angle. And with everything being wet, you couldn't commit your tire to it. So I had to just like get off and walk over it. Once on Squirrel I wrecked, once I fell hike-a-biking, uh, just because what I stepped on was so slippery, I just I just went down. Yeah, um,
1: that, that stuff was... I I, wreck, I rode part of the course today, too. I rode the Squirrel part, and, uh, yeah, I wrecked pretty hard trying to go over some off-camber routes, and my bike went down the side of the hill, and I had to kind of reach down and pull it up by the back tire.
0: But um, I don't know my exact placing for the day, but I know there's a guy... Um, He races for Hudson 60 Furniture Company. I think his name is Casper. Um, That's the guy that I kind of attacked into early on before we went through Squirrel and and didn't see him again for the day. Uh, I was really afraid he was going to reel me in coming down the gravel at the end. I figured he'd be pretty motivated. Also, he's riding, um, you know, just, it's a long week. You end up chatting with people. Uh, He's riding XX1. He has a 3410 as as his fastest gear. We're thirty eleven. Once I was on the gravel, I was pretty spun out. Um,
1: yeah, that gravel was fast.
0: It was real fast, and also the pavement. The pavement kind of snuck up on me, and it's downhill. like, I saw it, and there was a big group of people, I guess, cooling down, and I thought they were racing. Um, I didn't.
1: There were there was a big group of roadies that came that went past just before you came in.
0: <clears throat> okay, so they were just far enough away when I like the flag lady, like motioned me to come out as they went by and i was like but they were just far enough away that i could just tell they were a bunch of people on bikes going downhill and i was like oh god and i attacked as hard as i could and went as hard as i could all the way in
1: and i got his picture this time
0: so that's pretty good um but i said i don't know i don't know my finish for the day i don't know my enduro i don't know anything we kind of had to get out of there and get some food it was a it was about a 30 minute drive back to uh where the, the food little, was. little town today so oh yeah
1: anyone who's following results along at home other than matt um evan Pluz, who was up a little higher in the um, open, men. open men he wrecked early in the stage and opened up his shin um I was actually close by and I, I went up the trail when people started saying someone was down and he had hurt himself. I went up to go and try and help him, but he started, he was riding down with a bandana tied around his shin and his foot unclipped, and he said he was going to get himself out. So um, I think he is, I'm 90% sure he's out of the race.
0: All right. Well, um, <clears throat> hopefully. We can do a final recap tomorrow after the last stage. We'll get a couple more interviews, too. We'll do some more interviews that will be uploaded soon, and um, tomorrow during the recording, I will probably be hammered. Until then, take care, and thanks for listening.